and welcome to the latest episode of the Embodied Living Yoga Podcast. I'm Shannon Elliott. Happy to have you here. Um, today I was thinking about as we move into fall and it's um, a colder day and it's a little bit dreary and um, just what it means, you know, to be supporting yourself as the seasons change. And there's a tendency in the yoga culture specifically, but other cultures as well, and maybe even just the culture in general right now, to be very healthy. Um, and our definition of healthy in culture tends to be really light foods, green foods, uh, fasting, you know, this idea of purity, um, just being so, so healthy, right? What we would consider to be healthy. Um that, um, you know, especially at this particular time of year, all of that light kind of food, light qualities, lights in our, um, you know, our choices and, you know, maybe over exercising to burn more toxins and all of these kinds of things uh, really can create quite an imbalance in the body. And, um you know, those when we become really light and weight and colder hands and feet and things like that. And yet we're supporting ourselves with uh, things that have a time and place, but probably not that much of a time and place for most of us during the season as we move from fall into winter. We really want to be thinking about things that are more nourishing and um, building, tissue building, blood building, um, something that they say in Ayurveda, they call it ojas, which is the result of all of the things you do. It's kind of this, um, you know, everything you do and then you have, you know, whatever you take in health wise and food wise and, and chronically and into your body and into your mind. And then there's a result of something called ojas and ojas is uh, they say like the sign of health, right? It's not tangible. It's just the result of all of the things that that you're doing. Um, and you want, you want, I mean, oh, just can only be high quality. So when you are vibrant and healthy, um, that is sign of good ojas. And as we move into fall and winter, good ojas is really um, nourishment. It might come with uh, building. It might come with uh, rooting, right? So we're really... For, uh, focus more on the ground. So even the things that we eat, more uh, root vegetables and things like sweet potatoes and yams and butternut squash and um, soups, warm soups and and broth and and mashed potatoes and stuff like that. Um, you know, if you're a meat eater, it would include things like meat as well, just grounding and nourishing. Um, again, building and uh, there's there tends to be this really strong thing that I've seen, especially, um, you know, my history being in yoga. It's like when you watch people that have so much clear quality, they call it the clear, right? And I'm talking like clarity and understanding, but so much clear that you actually become deeply um, so good at like what we would call witness witnessing, right? There's something that we do um, sometimes when we meditate or sometimes when we're in our practice is that we're watching the thoughts, right? Curious of who that witness and that seer is. And that for sure has a time and place, you know, like when we're run, getting 
we're running away with all that's happening, running away with our thoughts, kind of, you know, we need to stop and pull back, right? Step back and watch and observe. And that's like very, very useful and important. And then if you can, um, you know, you might know people like this that go to such extremes, you know, with that witness consciousness that they actually become very detached. Um, you know, nothing, everything kind of loses its meaning. One of my teachers in class was saying the other day, and I found this um, really, I really, uh, I found this to be true for myself at times, um, you know, in the past that I became so like, such a good watcher that um, this like idea that all is one and, you know, everyone's the same and, and, um, and, you know, nothing matters kind of, you know, it's like, it took away meaning and you stop participating in life the same way. And maybe not um, in the fact that, you know, like for me, it's not that I had pulled away and isolated, but my relationships changed because, um, I wasn't really feeling and connected to people anymore. You know, I saw it from too much of the observer state. And that's that's a little too um, too what we would call clear. And so, uh, you know, that reminder, um, and maybe it's new for us, I don't know, but I'm really of the mindset and I've, I've studied other things, you know, but um, the one that makes the most sense to me is the one that we are the body, we are the mind, and we are the soul or the spirit. We are all three in this life. Um, it's not just that, you know, oh, who we are is our soul and all of this isn't real or it's not important and eventually we shed it and we move on. Of course, at the end of life, we do move on and it is the soul and the spirit that goes with you, um, you know, as one part. Um, but the body and the emotion and the feeling and the mind deeply important to our experience on this planet and to engage in our lives, you know, to not have to go like when I think about like extra clear or wanting to be so clear. Um, it also comes with this idea of perfectionism and perfectionism. Uh, we really uh, it's hard for us to believe that we'll be okay. And so you're always just trying and trying and trying or you're hiding, right? The truth, you're pretending that you've got it together when you don't. And this can just make us feel like hopeless. It can make us feel not good enough. It can lead us into anxiety or depressed states. And um, right, like it's, we're basing our self-worth on the things that we accomplish as opposed to, you know, who we are and that we're willing to make mistakes and that we can take risk and, and try things, whether or not we're going to quote unquote succeed, whatever the heck that means. And that is a real engagement in life. You know, it, it allows us to be um, humble. It allows us to build confidence and um, you know, making mistakes and falling into the mud and all that kind of stuff, not what we would consider clear, you know, the, a clear kind of quality, but yet it really is part of what leads us to clarity. And just this reminder um, to really take great care of yourself. And especially at this time of year, uh, that would really include 
you know, cozying up, hunkering down, getting grounded. Uh, maybe, you know, our culture doesn't like to hear this, but putting on a little bit more weight as you set yourself up to move into colder months into the winter. Most of the people that I know that have extreme hands, cold, <laughs> extremely cold hands and feet, right, in the extremities, um, they're very, you uh, tiny, I mean, not even tiny, but thin, you know, thin, and uh, sometimes their skin might be more pale, and they, they almost look like cold, you know, look like what you would call a cold clarity, uh, cold, um, or even like clear, there's a clearness to them that um, doesn't seem nourishing in the dead of winter, you know, and so, uh, you know, we're all, we all are made a specific way, have a certain body type, and with that body type comes a little bit, just a little bit, or it's not like that someone that is, is built that way is going to put on 20 pounds for winter. It's not what I'm suggesting. It's the nourishing quality, right? That we end up um, building a little bit more of a fat layer and uh, in a deeply, deeply healthy way, right? That fat layer is your, your happy layer. It really, um, it goes along with that emotion of happiness. And so, uh, are the things that we are doing, it may not be that you're going to look any heavier, but you're nourishing those layers through um, the diet that we choose and the foods that we eat. And, you know, depending, of course, it's all dependent. But um, if we are that lighter kind of colder type of person to use some more fats and oils in your in your diet right now to think about the the again those root vegetables and things like ghee and coconut oil and um, you know building building tissue building building support as you move into the winter um, and if you happen to be overweight like that might not be your where you're going to put your attention right but either way we there are ways to uh support ourselves and to just be curious um where we might be putting too much pressure on ourselves to have this kind of clear quality clear thing about ourselves and and are we willing to um if appropriate, right, let go of some of that a little bit, be willing to get dirty, be willing to hunker down, be um, willing to, I really just think of it as nourishment, right? What is nourishing in this moment? And um, it's very different, right? The, the green juices and stuff like that I was referring to, of course, like have green juice still. It's not like a good, it's not, it, it might be your thing, right? But what kind of, um, what kind of ingredients are we putting into things and what really is appropriate right now? And if it tends to be that we're feeling scattered and cold and um, really light and, you know, that kind of thing, that maybe we we change the recipe up a little and see how it feels uh, to really uh, pursue your own internal happiness is really aligning yourself with nature. And that's, that's what we're doing in the yoga practice is we're aligning with nature. And so, uh, you know, what's the law of nature right now as we move into the fall, right? As we move into this, is this, um, we're focusing on life. We're, uh, um, it's life affirming, I guess, is how we could say it, is that, you know, moving to be one with nature, right? We all have those elements inside of us, all the five elements. They say, you know, there are 20 gunas, which are things like, 
clear and cloudy and hot and cold and, and um, oily and dry, rough, smooth, stuff like that. And so when you think about those kind of qualities and how can we use nature to help support as opposed to fighting. And right now, um, this idea of uh, what it means to hunker down in my mind is that I almost think of it as like growing something through the fall and winter. It's almost like um, a fertility kind of thing and not not physically having babies. So then that may be exactly what is happening for you right now. And it may, you know, not ever be what is happening for you. Um, but what it when we talk about that in yoga, we're saying more that we're, we're, getting the nutrition in order to be able to build ideas, to build, you know, our next steps, and then the courage to really spend time building that idea and, and turning it into something that is reality and birthing, right? We've all had projects and things in our lives that like, oh my gosh, by the time it birthed, it was like, what a relief, right? Whether it succeeded or not, whether it was a business or a home or, you know, decorating or job or, you know, on and on relationships. I mean, we, we're doing these things all the time. And so how can we, we just be clear um, that we're looking as we, as we move into the fall to make sure uh, in just because of the, our culture's tendency to go so much for clean and pure and clear and healthy, right? What does that really look like? And what does that feel like, more importantly? What do you feel right now? And what would be the most nourishing uh, next steps, right? The most, most nourishing thing to do in this moment with how it is that you that you feel, right? How, what's nourishing as you move into fall. Um, and so, yeah, so I think I will leave it there for today. I hope that um, you, I hope that you enjoyed the talk. I mean, I, it's something that fascinates me when I think about these kinds of things and that, you know, uh, maybe one last thing that I'll, I'll end with. I, uh, I loved the idea of this and also the class that I was taking. Um, my teacher was talking about the real first step to healing, and this might be really uh, appropriate as we talk about clear, right, and what that looks like. Um, one of the first steps to healing is that you adopt your body, right, adopt your body. And some of us, this may not be, you know, it may not be a thing, but for many of us, um, you know, when we think about adopting your body, it's that you wouldn't change it for any other body, you know, like it is yours and you hold it close and dear and um, treat it with kindness and treat it with respect and, and you know, wouldn't change parts of yourself and, you know, wouldn't change the way your fingers look or your nose looks or, you know, the way that, you know, your own curves happen to be in the, the, the way your own, your, the way that you're made, right? To adopt your body is such a beautiful, beautiful concept to adopt your life and hold it as your own. And, um, and again, it just brings back to this, this really deep understanding that I think sometimes depending on the lineage that we study in yoga, um, you know, if one of the others works for you, wonderful, but like, what a beautiful thing to adopt your body, your mind, and your soul, uh, all as one, all as part of this life and as something that you just, you know, you win in exchange. And so you enjoy this ride, live this ride with all the ups and downs and, um, and use all parts, right? All parts of 
yourself, soul, mind, and body. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our latest episode. Uh, Please, 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 please take the time. Give us some uh, feedback. It would be so helpful to us. Ratings. uh, And you could always reach out to me directly at Shannon at onyxyogastudio.com or uh, check out the website, shannonelliotyoga.com. And uh, lastly, the yoga studio, onyxyogastudio.com. And our enrollment for our India trip, Vrindavan, India, is officially open. We would love to talk with you further if you're interested. Uh, So feel free to reach out on that. That's happening in March. And now is about the time that uh, you'd want to get yourself to sign up and get your plane ticket and get it all settled. So Thank you again. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day. Om Shanti.